Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Podcast Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we recap AMC's The no. Walking Dead. Season 9, Episode 8, the mid-season finale entitled Evolution. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers and we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. So, spoiler, 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 you have been warned. Genius, what was your first take on this episode? I dug it. Like, dude, I... I know I that really, we rate them at the end of the episode, but dude, I really enjoyed this I one. I really did. I have some, of course, beefs, but there was some really, there was some really good shit in this episode. There really was. There was some really good stuff, more so than the beefaronis. So mm, yeah, beefaronis. Yeah. So like Genius and I do on every episode, we kind of talk off air on how we want to handle and unpack the episodes. So what we've decided on, there's really four different storylines that are kind of under yeah. undertones in this episode. You have Father Gabriel and Negan. Mm-hmm. You have Carol Henry and the After School Special. Right. Uh, you have Michonne and the gang, mm-hmm. which would encompass the the new members uh, Magna and her group. Uh-huh. And then Daryl, Jesus, and Aaron with Eugene and Toe with the search party. So I think the first one, and we we should probably get this one out of the way since it's the smallest, would be Father Gabriel and Negan. Right. So genius, what was your take on that little that little vignette? I kind of dug it. Like, I like the way how even after all this time has passed, Negan is still talking shit. Mad shittery. I mean, just crazy shit. And he is shitting all over Father Gabriel. Yeah, he is. And Father Gabriel's bringing out, like, the Tibetan singing bowls and shit. Mm-hmm. Right? The meditation. Like, come on, just be at peace and, like, you know, release this anger and shit. And he goes, man, fuck you. I'm having a good time. <laughs> right? He goes, I'm watching TV and this channel's fucking great. Right? And so, like, but you know he and he knew and he still knows what buttons to push on every single person. Oh yeah, Negan. Because I don't want to say that Negan and Gabriel were tight, but they have history. Yeah, they really you know? do. I mean, mm-hmm. Father Gabriel was Negan's prisoner at one point. Right. That's how he lost his eye. <laughs> exactly. So there's a lot of animosity already right there. But for Negan to be like, you know, I heard Rosita talking and like, first of all, he says, good for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he kind of gives him the <laughs> wink, wink. Right. <laughs> and so like, <clears throat> he goes, I hear a lot of shit and some you might not like, right? Could just continue his bad shit. But also good on Negan for like. I'm not saying that it's working, but after six years, even though you're an asshole, it's still the sometime like there's going to be some sort of relationship Mm -hmm. because he when he goes, all right, what's bothering you? Because he goes, because I guess brother Gabriel, like, just shut the fuck up, right? (laughs) For once in your goddamn life, just shut the fuck up. And he goes, "Okay, I crossed the line. What's the matter, Padre? Right. So at least there's a little bit of like some spark of humanity. left, Yeah. You know. And, I mean, we saw snippets of that when Negan was kind of duking it out verbally with, with Rick and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he does have an assholish, charisma, charismatic nature to him. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked before. We wonder if any other, you know, actors could really pull off the character of Negan mm-hmm. the, quite the way that Jeffrey Dean Morgan does. Um, I personally don't think anybody could. No. Because he, he teeters that line between being a complete D-bag yeah. and being a funny asshole. It's, it's, right. it's like a tightrope that he continually walks. Because so, you love to hate him. Because, oh, yeah. But you still love him because he talks mad shit. I mean, even at his most despicable, there's just something about him where you're like, 
you're a horrible man, but I'll but still you're listen. Funny as shit. Yeah, but I'll still listen to what you have to say. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so while Father Gabriel's doing his, you know, Doctor uh, Doctor Tim or Tim McGraw, <laughs> Doctor Phil McGraw, and he, he's kind of you know trying Yar. to redeem Negan in some you know some fashion. Because at the end of the day, he's still Father Gabriel. True. You know, I mean, you know, he always, has to make that outreach. Right. Plus, he's always been about like you know second chances. helping people mm-hmm. and second chances and shit. So it makes sense. Yeah, but then he's like, you know what? I'm stuck here fucking babysitting you. You're getting me nothing but shit. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Rosita's banged up and injured, and I can't do dick. So that's why I'm fucking pissed. And then he was like, no, my bad. You know? Yeah, and, and Negan knows how to. You know, when he, when he crosses that line, he's very good at you know stepping back. Yeah, you know, he did it with Rick. You know, he did it with Carl, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what really you know built their relationship with one another. Yeah. And now he's doing it with Father G. Yeah. And and now he's he's still trying to find that that happy medium. Well, because it's all a game to him. Everything's a mm-hmm. fucking game to him. And the reason why cuz if he was truly evil and if he was truly like, you know, wanted to take over or be a real fucking badass, he would have just just kept going and beating Father Gabriel down. But because he's uh because he's stopping at him, like saying, "Okay, cool. The uh, my bad. Let me Rain him back in a little bit. Yeah, you know he wants the game to continue. So well, I, and you know Negan's Negan's piece of it has always been a psychological warfare more than it's yeah. been like a fisticuffs kind of. deal. And it's fun for him because what else the fuck he's got to do? You know. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you know Negan is is definitely trying to prompt everybody's different different things, and he's trying to get everybody in you know in in, in the wrong mind space for everybody. Right. So what we see with Gabriel and, and Negan is you know they're kind of doing a tit for tat, but then. After the initial, I guess, the interplay between the two, we find out that Gabriel knows that Rosita was, you know, essentially in the infirmary, for lack of a better term, because of everything that that happened in the previous episode. Yeah, because he's like, so, like, that's why I'm pissed off. But here's my thing. So we go, we come up to forward, and Father Gabriel's talking shit. And finally, like, this is what's going on. Negan's backing off. He's playing with his ball. The, the, uh... The thing opens up, the door opens up, and he goes over to his ball. The door is open, basically. Yeah, during the, the, during this gigantic storm they're having, it kind of right, rattles. this big crazy thing, and, right? and so then all of a sudden the door is open to Father Gabriel. So my question is to you, and Negan escapes. He's like, oh, well, look at this. I'm going to go get my ball. Because it was so kind of funny. It was like, like Christmas time mm-hmm. when... Um, when he was throwing in the ball and it just kind of bounced away and then like he's like <laughs> and he goes maybe I should go get it so then he goes get it like hey the door is open so my question is this do you think it was a trap do you think he was like not necessarily a trap. right not necessarily a trap but maybe like like a, a Father Gabriel like you know let's see if if the, what is working works because he's been known well, to kind of like do shit like yeah, that I, I don't you know? know I mean part of me I'm, I'm 50-50 split on that part of me thinks that Father Gabriel is just in the wrong headspace yeah and they forgot to lock the door I think that's that's part <laughs> of it yeah the other piece of me thinks that maybe Father Gabriel is trying to trying to push Negan toward this like epiphany moment where you know everything is is good to go mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure I'm, I'm a 50-50 split on that so either way I mean, we 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 might see in the you know in the second half of the season, you know, which starts back up in February. Yeah, we might see that that was a clever ploy on Gabriel's part that backfires. Right. You know, so I I don't I don't think that Negan is one of those people that's going to be easily redeemed. I think, you know, we we've done a good job of keeping the comic books and the 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 television show separate mm-hmm. from one another. So I think that with with the character, I think 
we're not going to see that that kind of flip where he just becomes a a good character all, all of, of a sudden. sudden. Yeah. But anyway, so no, I, I don't know. I think the reason why it might just flip over as soon as we come back in is because um, Negan has nowhere else to go. Yeah, he really does I think doesn't. enough time. I think once he goes out in the real world and he gets back with, I guess, Lucille, because we see teaser trailer spoilers, right? Um, that he gets Lucille back and he's over there with his leather well, but jacket. Was that Lucille or was that just a piece of pipe? I didn't think it was a bat. It didn't look like a bat. I don't know. Maybe it was just a piece of rebar. Maybe yeah. it was <laughs> just cork. <laughs> maybe it wasn't Lucille. Maybe it was Lucy. His, yeah, there we go. His, his like, new weapon. Lucille, it's one of those little bats you get at like Kid Day at the K. Yeah, and it's got, it's like, got a pin in the end of it. It's got like a bunch of like fucking like tacks stuck to it. Like video Dear Diary, <laughs> this is Negan. You have some spending to do, but uh, <laughs> no. So I, but I think he goes in there and he's gonna be like, "Welcome back, the king is home," and then fucking nobody's gonna be there. Yeah, nobody's gonna be like, "Okay, who the fuck are you?" Yeah, exactly. Get out of here, dude. Be like, uh, right? What's your name? N- Nigel? Is that your name? Because all of the saviors are gone thanks to Carol. There's no yes. more. You know, anybody who followed Negan or even would have attempted to be like Negan lives is decimated off. There, there's no Kylo Ren grandkid yeah. running around. <laughs> I'm going to finish with my grandfather started. Picks up a mangled ass bat. No, he's going to go and he's going to be like, man, fuck this. I might as well go back home. Man, my home is my cell. I've got it's one of those like classic cases like, you know, I can't live outside the pen. You know yeah, what I'm maybe. saying? I mean, so it, it could I think be. it's going to be a lot quicker than you think. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think that Negan's change, you know, essentially in these in, in these times is, is definitely going to be one of those ones where you sit there and go, you know, is this the same character that we saw for like the past three seasons? No, it's going to be. Everything's new. Yeah. Everybody, all the characters are new, and I'm not having a hard time getting with it. It's just I'm, different. It's extremely different, and I'm glad they gave us this three-episode bumper buffer to get used to this shit because yeah. it's a, it's a totally different show yeah i'm i'm with you because i think if they would have done the the rick grimes exit on the mid-season finale i think that would have lost a lot of people yeah. because we would have come uh, back and then we'd and, been like fuck story's over yeah and we'd have been like time jump what 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 are we seeing here you horse know shit on? yeah exactly yeah, we would be the first ones to say that's some bullshit <laughs> you know <laughs> we would have been watching some other show right. so <laughs> after three seasons of doing this recap so with Father Gabriel and Negan, I mean, we see that Negan actually walks out of the cell. I don't know if he necessarily escapes. I mean, he just kind of opens the door and gets his ball. Yeah. And then he just leaves, essentially. I mean, yeah. and that's what we're led to believe. So that pretty much wraps Father Gabriel and Negan's story arc. So there's only two ways he can go. He can escape and like, like oh, escape, we better escape. find me. And then he's going to be like, man, fucking I'm coming back because he's Jeffrey Morgan. They got bigger fish to fry right now. We find that's out later. That's very true. Or he's going to say like, man. I'm not falling for your trap. I've got. He's gonna stay in the cell, and he's gonna be like, "I'd love for that to happen." He goes, "Whatever, dude. I'm out here. You, somebody left the door, and I'm going back to sleep. You know, I'm home. You know." He, he like he like up chucks his key. <laughs> he, lo- he locks Fuck the it. cell behind him and gives him back Good the night. key. <laughs> Blows out the candle. <laughs> so with the father g and negan that, piece yeah. of it being wrapped we're, we're going to go on to carol henry and the after school special so we finally see that carol drops off henry at the hilltop and mm-hmm. you know he's going to be apprenticing under the the blacksmith there and he's really got really good motives yeah I mean, he wants to help everybody back at the kingdom yeah. because he sees his home falling apart it's in shambles and everything's kind of blowing up on everybody and nobody knows how to fix it besides the blacksmith he's a good kid you know you know, and which was like 
not necessarily a foregone conclusion knowing that when he was 10 years old, he stabbed people unmercifully in the neck with a bow staff, right? He had all the makings of a little mini Negan. Because he's got to have sweet skills. Right, bow staff skills. Lucky. But, um, so, to see that he's grown up under the tutelage of Ezekiel and mm-hmm. Carol, knowing that he's going to be a badass. And, like, he's a good kid. He had that good, like, at the beginning with Carol... Like saying, okay, I'm going to stay out of trouble. Goodbye. Everything's going to be cool. Go home, mom. Right? I'm fine. Right? Well, and, and then he then he stumbles upon some some other teenagers there at the, uh, the, the hilltop. And see, that's where this one lost me. This segment, this segment seemed like an after school goddamn special. It, it really was. I mean, it totally. I mean, I, this, this really, this snippet, what, what you're talking about is the only part of the episode that I didn't absolutely just go head over heels for yeah this was bullshit i mean okay so, <laughs> i mean like because it even looked it even was filmed it looked like an after school special from the late 80s early 90s you know what i'm saying yeah, it was like, like the one music, of those like, don't learn electrical da, da, safety da, by da, accident da, da, yeah. da, you know because he goes and like oh first he's like hey look at me i'm blacksmithing and i'm doing good i'm making my mama proud I'm a smithy right and then he goes hey here comes enid look at me enid i'm doing and like next oh thing yeah you know, you know you're swinging that hammer even harder when he saw enid right but net, net, here comes old navy model guy fucking while well, he's over there banging away on the hammer you know old navy model guy's going and scamming on all his squirrel right so like he's like very nice bringing on pole <laughs> thank you and so he's like well you know what you got <laughs> and the smith I love the Smith. I before uh, not even Morrissey. No, um, before we get into this, uh, the Smith. He was like, "Whoa, what you got going on today, Billy?" Right? He totally sound how a Smith should sound. You know, want to come over and have some vittle for supper, right? And he goes, "Well, I was thinking about going to ask Enid," and he turns around and fucking Enid's making out with old Navy model guy because he's old Navy model guy, right? Right. And he goes, well, looks like my plans have just opened up and free. And I was like, wah, wah. I didn't know that was a taste of the cheesiness that was to come. No, and actually, I can I can almost soothsay or foretell that we're going to have another couple after-school specials with Henry. I know, Be- I hate it. Because I turn it- into Pee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> because if you remember... The blacksmith and Brett Butler, remember, they lost their son, mm-hmm. and they blame Maggie for it. Well, that that blacksmith is the same guy, so it's, I think I think Henry's going to be a surrogate son for him, yeah. and it's going to cause even more tension between Carol, the Kingdom, the Hilltop, and Alexandria. Which, you know, an undertone is when we'll talk, we'll talk about we'll it during talk about the Michonne segment because that they've they've got huge issues. Yeah, their Ill, Ill shit went down. Yeah, but we'll so, yeah, but, but with the the Smithy, you know. He kind of he's kind of pushing too hard almost to have a surrogate son. Well, not even not even that because they didn't even bring him up until like the second part. But the first thing we see like after he's like rejected by Enid, he's sitting there sitting eating his lunch, right? And then these kids are like, "Hey, why are you so sad, kid? Why don't you come up and eat with us, and we'll show you where all the cool stuff is." And, and could they have it like <laughs> any more like cliche names? Hi, I'm Gage. I'm Addy with the D, and, and I'm Rodney. Rodney with an R. Rah. <laughs> oh I mean, it was tough. And they acted and they looked like oh, look at after school specials. It was crazy. And then like, and then I was like, oh no, I hope. I hope these friends are fodder really quick. They're going to go out in the woods and fornicate and have alcohol. Exactly, because the next thing you know, they're over there having their fucking moonshine party. Yeah, some white lightning. I mean, of course their kids are going to be kids. 
But then they're like, oh, man, what do you guys really do for fun? I'm like, you, first of all, you kids are stupid, yeah. right? <laughs> I was very much in that same boat. I was like, you're some stupid-ass kids. Like, I understand it's the apocalypse. There's not a lot of youth community outreach Yeah, centers, exactly. There's not a YMCA. Right? There's not a Big Brothers Big Sisters program. Hey, bro, it's fucking Daryl. <laughs> but- Hillbilly Justice, come on. It's your mama's weekend. Right? So, like... <laughs> So, no, so they're like, oh, let's go out to our, like, fucking clubhouse. Fucking, like, the, they're the get-along gang. Fucking, they're sitting over you're there. You're a run-down shanty with a big <laughs> hole in the ground. <laughs> they're sitting there drinking on some fucking Bayou's best shine, right? <laughs> and they're like, well, and then Henry, being the petulant shit, he's over there getting drunk. He's like, man, you guys really know how to party. Like, what do you guys do when you're bored? And he goes, let's go fucking sneak out, right? And, first and of that was like, awkward. Right? The way they were like, you really want to see what we do for fun? I All know. Right. I was waiting for them to pull out some like black tar heroin or some <laughs> shit like that. Just like the, the blue just meth to, from Breaking right, Bad. Exactly. Fucking milk of the pop is. The, the you know? shit that started it all. <laughs> right. And so, like, because it looked, did, didn't it look like like a, a fucking after school special? It did. It was like, and will Henry, will Henry be pressured into doing black tar heroin? It was beat for beat too, because then it was like, come on, man, let's fucking go out and sneak out and like, okay. So they're all drunk and stupid, and they're going out. And what do they go do? I'm thinking like cow tipping in mm. something, right? Or like they're gonna go fucking fight some walkers? No, they fucking go into. They found a walker in a hole and they piss on it. That's fucking stupid, right? So they're like, hey, let's piss on some walkers. They're faking, they're making like fucking, um, they're making like, like, like lays. Lays to like fucking throw it and like, like, win a prize if you get it on the walker's head, right? And they're like, Ugh. and then the, the girl who I thought was going to be Henry's love interest, uh-huh. right? Like, she's like, oh, like, and where are you going? And I thought he was going to go with them. Uh, with her, and then those whole like a little spark thing, like oh those guys are stupid. It looked like an episode of like a Seventh Heaven, but like Seventh Apocalypse, <laughs> right? Because like, because <laughs> like it was just like oh, that's stupid. Why are you guys doing this? And so then, <clears throat> first of all, here's my beef. <clears throat> he gets pissed off at the teens mm-hmm. for uh, having this walker. And they're pissing on the it. R. Kelly Walker, right? right. <laughs> drip, 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> Zombies gonna zom, but uh, he's <laughs> uh, he's gonna. So he gets all pissed off and indignant, and like at the same time, I understand where he's coming from because they were people and mm-hmm. shit. But at the same time, it's a fucking walker. It's not like there's not a million out there anyway, and they're gonna kill you. And so what does he do? He drunkenly, drunkenly jumps into the pit to try to dispatch the walker. Here's my thing. He's on a pit. He's got the height advantage, and he's got a big, long stick. Why didn't he just, like, stay and just stab the thing in the head? He didn't have to jump in there and try and do some sweet bow staff skills. Hey, why did drunk people always try getting fights? Right? Well, that's true. Ugh. It was just stupid. I didn't like and then next thing you know, he gets wound up in the uh, the, the drunk tank. Yeah, and the, right? the drunk tank at, at Alexandria. Tara's all pissed off. Tara's Tara's getting on my goddamn nerves, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. And you know, actually it was the I believe it was the drunk tank at Hilltop, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we see that Henry is kinda, you know, put in 
put in timeout, you know, grown-up timeout, and he's talking to the blacksmith, and the blacksmith makes mention. He goes, the you know, blackfish I, blacksmith. I, I even spent time in there. You yeah. Know? So, and, and that's, you know, a callback to when Maggie was still around and whatnot. See, and that's that's what brought me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was him that mm-hmm. was, like, trying to kill him. The assassin blacksmith. Because he's like, I spent time in that very, very cell myself. I know boys will be boys. Right? And so then I was like, oh, man. And then if it stops there, it'd be like, dun, 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 dun. And they do like a freeze. The more you know. Right? Total after school special. And he goes, I'm just, I'm sorry, Paul. I'm going to try real hard next time. I'll make you proud of me one day or the other. I'm going to be the best blacksmith ever. I just need a second chance. You know, it was just like, okay. Henry becomes a blacksmith. Uh, But part of of his training is he has to stab the other blacksmith with a spear he makes. Exactly. That's the test. There can be only one. (laughs) So with with Henry and the after school special, do we have anything else that we really need to touch on? That was bullshit on that one, dude. I mean, honestly, I just, I didn't care for it too much. I mean, I like the fact that they're bringing Henry along a little bit more, and I like that they're giving Carol more humanity. But the only bad thing is that we know from history, the more humanity or the more good things they give to Carol, uh-huh. the more shitty things are going to happen to Carol. But here's the thing. I don't give two shits about Henry. You know, I think we will. I, I, I think we will. I think he's going to play a bigger part than, than what we realize. I don't point. want him to. We have enough kids and shit to deal with already. We've got... I mean, no. we got badass Judith Grimes. Right? I mean, I'll take Judith Grimes over Exactly. Over exactly. If we're going to if we're gonna focus our time on a kid and their, and their adventures and shit, I would rather see Judith and RJ than fucking Henry and, like, the after-school teens. Mm-hmm. Fuck them, you know? The Scooby Seriously. I don't. I didn't like any of them when I was introduced to them, and I didn't like Henry still. Don't try... Stop trying to make Henry a thing, you know? Like... <laughs> stop trying to make Fetch a thing. Exactly. It's like I don't care about them and I don't want to hear their story. Make it be a Smithy. Maybe come back and he's all ripped up and badass. Like, I've been Smithing for years, right? He's then cool when he's able to do shit. But I don't give about I don't give two shits about teen angst. And I don't want that this to happen in the show. Well, Write your congressperson. I know, right? Too, fu- <laughs> so, too fucking bad because we got exactly. Gang. So you know, with Henry and everything, we kind of wrapped up there. Grumble. You know, we've got Michonne and the gang coming up next. Yeah. So interesting side note. I had to let Genius know this after the the last episode that we saw. The woman that plays Yumiko is Baron Chow from Enter the Badlands. That's fucking rad. Dude. I know exactly. That's hella rad. So we got a nice little AMC overlap. There, yeah, I which, like that. Which is super awesome. Now we just need all of a sudden Sherman Augustus to be one of the fucking like Hell another yes another person, and then like him and Aaron can like fucking duel with metal hands and shit. That'd be rad. <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be dope. In a field full of zombies, like ex Clippers. Hot damn, that's some fanfic crossover right there. So with uh, Michonne and the gang, we, we get Michonne and Sadiq taking the new players mm-hmm. on over to Hilltop. Yeah. And, you know, th- it was it was really strange because at the beginning of the Hilltop, you have like, uh, I'm assuming he was a scout. Yeah. And he sees him coming. He's like, he's almost doing his Paul Revere exactly, ride. Exactly. I wrote, the, like, British the, the, the British right? are coming. The, the British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. Exactly. And I was he, like, why he, the fuck did they have to worry that bad? They're like, oh, shit, there's Raiders. There's Raiders. There's Raiders. Well, the thing is, the, the thing that really gets me is that this has only been six years. Yeah. How do these people not, not know who know the hell who Michonne, Michonne is? is? She is the only dreadlock chick in the apocalypse that carries a gigantic samurai exactly. sword. Exactly. She was there in the mix of it from the beginning. Yeah, so your hypothesis that you had a couple episodes ago that some serious shit went down between these communities. Yeah. I mean, there had to have been some serious shit because if nobody really recognizes Michonne, something terrible have had to happen. There had to have been a civil war. 
Oh, that's yeah. the only thing that that's the only fucking thing that I can think of because so now Aaron looks like the Winter Soldier, right? <clears throat> but anyway, even going in, once the once uh, the guard sitting up at Hilltop saw it, and she was there yeah. from the get go. Yeah, she she's was, been there. She was the former savior. She was the one that snitched on Dwight, right? No, no, no. She she was one of the Hilltop, or the, she was one of the original people. That that's not the that's not the oh, snitch. No. Oh, 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 so come. No, but she knows exactly who Michonne is. Oh, in. Yeah. And as soon as she saw Michonne, they're like, "Hey, how many writers?" And they're because the, fucking Paul Revere. And he goes six. And wait. And she goes, man, fuck. Yeah, and she's you had her face look, just drops. Just this look of like, how fucking dare she even comes in? And then as soon as she comes in, she goes, she doesn't even say, hey, Michonne, how's it going? It was just like, drop your weapon. Yeah, she now. didn't even do that. Right? She just, just laid her. She just laid her like, bow with a, with an arrow, like mm-hmm. already cocked. Yeah, you know, just up on the wall. So and like Michonne just, like, just okay. like, okay, cool. You know, I'll take all right. off all my stuff. So there had to have been some type of uprising some, within the walls of the community. Some ill shit. Yeah. I mean, that was our first clue. And then when she comes in, she talks to Tara, and Tara's like, why are you here? Just so yeah. cold. And I said this I said this during the episode. Bitch, please. Yeah. I'm sorry. Tara yeah. ever mouthed off to, to Michonne? She needs to get she needs to get got immediately. She needs to calm her tits down. I mean, seriously, she may be number two in Hilltop, but she's gonna be number two on the bottom of Shone's booty. She's gonna get stuck to on the Bobby. She's I, gonna get stabbed, right? And I like Tara. I don't want to see yeah. that happen to her. I think she, but I there was just something must. But have if it's went a toss down. up between me t- me keeping Tara or me keeping Michonne, oh, oh bye Michonne. Tara, oh. all day or day, bye Tara. Sorry, later, <laughs> bye Felicia. Exactly, <laughs> but um, no 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 no. Uh, but just given that, that, that look that they gave each other, like, cause even when Carol, came in, uh, cause Carol gave, uh, Michonne like, Hey, where are you here? You here? She comes in and she gives Tara a big hug and, uh, gives Carol. Then nobody else touches Michonne. Well, the, the beginning part of that though, is when they get let in through the gates. I mean, if you, if you remember, you know, Michonne is, is greeted by Tara. Mm-hmm. Carol's up on the porch. Michonne has this huge smile on her face, just kind of like, oh, hey, it's Carol. Carol walks back in the house. Yeah. Doesn't say shit to her. Yeah. She just, like, leaves. She's like, bye-bye. <laughs> so, I mean, there there is definitely something weird that went on between everybody. And and it's because of Michonne. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something with, with Rick's death that, that led these people to kind of do, I'm not going to say, like, an uprising, but definitely some weird shit went down between the communities. Because later on in, in the episode, you know, that... Uh, Michonne is is having a conversation with Carol, who is then going back to the kingdom, mm-hmm. and their friendship is still uneasy. But Michonne explains to Carol, you know, hey, um, we're not going to make this the, the fair, the 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 party, right? You know, and you know the the Alexandria is not going to be there. And Carol keeps asking why, and Michonne goes, I just can't, you know, and I that's the reason why I said no. Mm-hmm. And and Carol's like, but I really think it'll be good for the communities and whatnot. And so Michonne is harboring some weird, like deep seated anger yeah. toward the other two communities on behalf of Alexandria, and even Sadiq is like. Girl, you're 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 fucking up. Yeah, you we know, need to, we, we, we need, need to, do to do this. this together. I think because maybe. she's pissed off about the back channel between Aaron and Jesus and, yeah. and how everything's going there. Yeah, and uh, so it's like it's it's really weird for you know for Michonne, and then you know it's even more weird for Carol to try to figure out you know why are they not making an effort to to try to make these amends, you know. So I don't know. It, 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 we're we're definitely going to find out in the back half of the season. So, but it just seems so weird. I I, I conjectureville. I'm thinking that Michonne pushed too hard for the charter. Yeah, 
and then it, thus causing a civil war and Maggie like you know what fuck this I'm out you know mm-hmm. we I, can do it without all the three of the communities ratifying the mm-hmm. the, the, the mm-hmm. articles of confederation and I think that's why this fair is so important to like try and bring everybody together and it just as the as the story progresses and progresses we're seeing the importance of this become more and more and more and I'm very interested on what happened like I, that was my major beef last episode you know it's opening up more channels and I'm more interested but I still want to know like I'm, I'm not saying I'm being impatient, but again, I'm being impatient. Yeah, but I mean, we're we're gonna see that it's too good. because the line it's that a Mich- good mystery. The the line that Michonne had with Carol, she goes, you know, Hilltop is here, Alexandria is there, and the kingdom is over here. You know, and there's a whole lot of broken world in between. Yeah. So it's it's not just something with the Hilltop in Alexandria. It's something with all three of the communities that mm-hmm. that kind of set sparked off like. You know, maybe a maybe a three way civil war or some type of war in between the three. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting. You know, so. Sadiq and Michonne are let in that that Rosita is there mm-hmm. and that that they went out and they're they were doing a you know foraging party or search party or whatnot they were trying to find Eugene and Eugene's there as well you know so Michonne is is taken with Sadiq into where Rosita is in the infirmary and Rosita wakes up and she's panicking you know where where where's Eugene you know where did everybody we, go you know we, you they they don't know what they're getting themselves into because you know Michonne says you know Daryl and and Jesus and and Aaron are out on a search party looking for Eugene well, and Rosita is freaked the fuck out well and even going back before then it was kind of funny when Michonne was like yeah Rosita's here and she goes yeah I know but she goes, and Jesus is here and Jesus is here and Aaron is here wait and Daryl is here and mm-hmm. Carol is here she doesn't know anything there's such a, 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 a knowledge vacuum that adding Rosita into the mix saying no let me tell you what's going on at first I was like why don't you just say the walkers are talking but I guess it would make more sense like come with me let me show you yeah exactly because then they're just gonna think it's like hallucination between oh you're crazy well no not necessarily crazy but I mean she had heat stroke yeah you know that's 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 what they brought her into the infirmary for was heat stroke and heat exhaustion so Mm -hmm. I mean they're gonna be like oh fuck that you know the walkers are talking whatever stupid yeah exactly well you must have heard something girl (laughs) dumb (laughs) insubordinate and churlish right so you know and good on Rosita for actually you know getting up out of bed and actually doing something about it yeah so she could have been like, it was all a dream. Yeah, you know? exactly. And kind of let it go by the wayside. But, you know, and it, so with the Michonne story arc, do we really have anything else? I, I've got one more thing I want to cover. But uh-huh. do you have anything that you want to cover with those three? Not until later on when they Right, converge. when everything kind of gets together. Yeah. Okay, so the only other thing that I found kind of interesting is that Sadiq actually apologizes to Michonne. And so yeah. About the back channel. Yeah. You know, because Michonne is obviously pissed, you know. The, all this communication is happening without me knowing, you know, Jesus is talking to Aaron and Aaron is talking, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And she's like visibly pissed. And Sadiq's oh, like, yeah. look, these are our f- friends. This is our family. And, you know, it, it, no matter what happened in, in the past, these are still the people that we care about. And I think that's going to be one of those ones where Michonne is probably pissed off now and she's probably been pissed off since Rick's death or, yeah. suppose, you know, oh, known sh- death. Right. But I think it's one of those things where Michonne is always kind of come around to, to people kind of gnawing at her ear and, and, you know, speaking the truth to her. So I think overall, I think it's going to end well. But I, I also think it's one of those, the reason why he came up, it's one of those, it's easier to get forgiveness than it is permission. Oh, yeah. Because if she would have said, if and Sadiq would have said, yeah, they've been hanging out and they're talking, mm-hmm. she goes, what the fuck? Why would, you know, it's, it's treason and mutiny or whatever. <laughs> so I'm glad because she's not herself. Oh no, she's, she's she's definitely an angrier. She's like the head of security at at Alexandria, but everything that we've seen so far, you know, they they rule by council. Yeah, you know, with but Father so Gabriel and Aaron and all these people on this council. So it's not just 
it's not just the Rick Grimes way. You know, it's going to be my way or the the Grimes way. But it seems you know? like her vote matters more. Right. Like, it, you know, she's head of security. I mean, yeah. she's definitely got a better skin in the game. So I'm just wondering if uh, if everything's going to come come to light the same way. You know, so I, that that I found was interesting. Mm-hmm. So, But let's go ahead and shelve the rest of the stuff for Michelle yeah. because we have we a gotta lot go to back. talk about. Yeah, with, with Daryl, uh, Jesus, and Aaron. And this was probably my favorite Dude, this uh, part was rad. This part was a horror movie. Yes, this part was an old school horror movie. Yeah. But it was really cool because I was I noticed one thing in my notes I put is Daryl is badass and awesome at what he does. Oh yeah, he's just tracking people and killing them. When he was just like <laughs> right? When he was just like, wait, wait, stop. And then he was in that field and he was just like looking and tracking and he was like, they're going this way. And the shot was beautiful. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was a gorgeous shot. I was like, Daryl Dixon, you're a badass. It was this part was well paced. And when they got to finally where they're going, uh, it was well shot. There yeah. was some really good scenes. And even though sometimes we bitch about things being too dark, th- this, added, the purpose. this added yeah, to it, the story. Yeah, it, it definitely did. I mean, yeah. there, there are, have been times where, you know, the the fight sequence with, with Rick and, and Negan inside the house, that was too dark. It didn't mm-hmm. really serve any purpose. But the, the muted colors and everything not being lit or the way it was lit in this particular mm-hmm. you know, segment – was perfect. Every part of it was every part of this thing. It was intense. It had a good slow burn. It had a good build. But the shots were beautiful up into it. And even when they get in the barn, where there's even a moment of levity, mm-hmm. when they're like Eugene, 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 are you here? But just to see the walkers kind of circling around, like what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. the The very first part that we see is with Aaron and Jesus kind of you know looking out onto the herd, mm-hmm. and the herd is just kind of aimlessly walking in a gigantic circle and kind of you know. Intermittently bumping into one another, like yeah. you know, crazy, you know, crazed people and whatnot. So you know, Aaron even makes mention. He goes, "Have you ever seen him do this before?" And Jesus, is like, "No, never." You know, that, or I'm sorry, other way around. Jesus asked, and you know, Daryl's like, "Well, we need to get out of here because we need to find Eugene. We we need to double back and go around." I like the hillbilly time bomb. Just oh yeah, the, the loyal alarm clock. The alarm clock. That's fucking brilliant to get to send them away. You got to do whatever time. you got to do, man. That's really fucking smart. So like. He sends an alarm clock, and I was like, oh. But they're like, nope. And they started going. He's fine. And then they started going another way. Uh, and they're like, oh, no. He, they're still following him. But uh, I thought it was really cool. <laughs> I thought it was really cool and very intense because they sure enough, he was, with the look on his face when, like, that should have worked, mm. and it didn't, it was just like, uh-oh, some ill shit's going down. And so next thing you know, he's off and finding him. And they're trying to, <laughs> they're trying to like, fireman carry. Well, yeah. Because they have to. So before all that happens, you know, Daryl throws the alarm clock out <coughs> in the field. It kind of draws the walkers to it. For and then second. all of a sudden, they just turn around. And they start going back toward, you know, Aaron and, and Jesus, you know. So they're, they're doing all these distractionary methods and whatnot. You know, Daryl gets firecrackers and whatnot. But... When they finally come across Eugene, Eugene's hidden out in this barn. And, you know, he even he even says after everybody... It's a, Spider hole. Right. It's, it's just a you know a hole in the bottom of this barn that's covered up by some hay. And he said, well, Rosita stashed me here so she could get back because I'm injured. Mm-hmm. You know, so like in war, you know what they always say in all the war movies, it takes two, person, uh, two people to carry one wounded, right? Yeah. So, you know, Aaron and Jesus, you know, get Eugene and they start to get him out of the thing. Well... Then Eugene lets him into some information. He says, you know, the herd is coming back. And Daryl's like, no, 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 they've already passed us. And Eugene goes, no, they've been back here twice looking for me already. This is not a usual herd. And, like, the look on everybody's face was like, what the 
fuck is going right? on? Right? They're I mean, like, like, oh, you're full of shit. That was must have been a different herd, mm-hmm. or you know something. There's no way that it's impossible. And next thing you know, yeah. here they and, come. And you know, Eugene even makes mention. You know, they were communicating. They they're evolving in in some way. So when they when they finally get out of the 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 barn and and back to the main road, Eugene says, you know, just leave me. And Jesus is like, no, dude, we came out here for nothing then? No, you know, we're going to take you. So Jesus initially wants to split off from the group. That way, you know, they can kind of get off on their way. Right. And that was my first clue that Jesus was going to die. You know, whenever anybody offers themselves up. It's, it's like a death it, wish. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, spoilers. Spoilers. But we'll talk about that here in a second. You know, Jesus offers to go off on his own. Mm-hmm. Daryl says, "No, I'll, I'll, I'll stay. You know, I'm, I'm faster. I can. I'll get back to Hilltop before you guys will. Just get Eugene <laughs> out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll get there before you guys do. Yeah, that so give me a laugh. They're at the crossroads, and Daryl throws out a, a pack of firecrackers and makes the dog start barking to try to get the attention of the walkers. Mm-hmm. Walkers head don't care anything about it. They just like whatever, and they keep going after Jesus and and, and Aaron and Eugene, which I thought was cool as hell. One. I'm again. I'm full on down for the adventures of Daryl and Dog. I am too, because right? that was dope. And then two, um, I thought it was pretty neat that uh, that they just like went by and <laughs> yeah, they was, didn't they didn't pay any attention to them. It was scary. I mean, one, it was cool looking to see them like ah fuck it and just keep going. But then to see the look on Daryl's face, like holy shit, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah, why has this never worked before? It added to the tension and terror because you never see fear in Daryl. Yeah, ever. And, and before that, you know, when when everybody's kind of talking at the car and Eugene kind of lets on, you know, these guys are starting to talk, they're starting to communicate and everything. Bullhunkery. And, and everybody's like, no, nah, you know, it's not that way. Right. And, and Eugene even makes it. He goes, the way you kill them is by stabbing them in the brain. That means the brain is still alive. That means it could possibly still evolve. Do some shit. You know? And so. Which is, a, which is kind of brilliant. Yeah. I mean, they're and thinking. Makes sense. They're thinking that the walkers are evolving. Well. Then we finally get to the the crux of the episode where, you know, Eugene and Eugene, Jesus and Aaron start making their way through and, and they get they're in this gigantic storm and whatnot. The storm is rolling in as well. Yeah. Um, Daryl kind of goes off on his own because they're, they've tried to escape and they make it to the cemetery. I thought it looked so fucking dope. The mist. Oh, yeah. And the darkness the on it. The fog and everything else it, that was kind of rolling in. It looked like those old 40s horror movies mm-hmm. but like modern but it worked just like one of those with the slow burns and the effective like here comes the walkers and shit i thought this was well done this is a very when the um for lack of a better term the graveyard siege mm-hmm. i thought it was well shot well executed very tight very tense it was really well yeah and i, I think one of the other things that i really liked about those shots is the fact that everything that that we've seen so far has been you know the the background plays a a huge part, but this the background was almost completely non-existent. Yeah. You know, it was just blank. We didn't see headstones. We didn't get distracted by names that were possibly dropped in there as references to something. No, it was just blind terror. And right. It worked well. So when they finally get in through the gates, you know, they're they're like, oh, let's lead them through this choke point and whatnot. And so walkers start falling through the wall and everything. They yeah. kind of make their way around. They come to a gate that's locked. Well, Jesus and Aaron realized, hey, we got to fight our way out of this. So there was some badass kung fu treachery going on with Jesus and Aaron. But even before that, when they're like, hey, there's a little bottleneck. We can get them. We can buy us some time. And you just see them run up like you said, ow. When one fell. I, I really did. I wanted to see one of the one of the whispers like try to fall through the thing and go, ow. Right. You know? And then all of a sudden, it's like, what? Uh-huh. what the hell? So, you know, Jesus starts fighting with them. 
Aaron starts fighting with him, and Jesus finally goes, you know, look, you guys got to get out of here. I'll hold him off. So that that was clue number two, of course, that that Jesus was going to have something ill happen to him. See, I here's the thing: when they're when they're like, oh, I'm going to hold him off and fight, they still had a little bit of time. Because when they said, hey, I'll hold him off, that was at the time when, uh, spoilers yeah, again, the Michonne, Michonne and Magna they already and, had and Yumiko. The door, they were opening the doors. So Jesus, yeah, they buy him a little bit of time, but they didn't need all that extra time mm-hmm. because they still, from the look of it, it's, they had a little bit of while to go. Right. So it was almost a need, needless sacrifice. Yeah, and, and the, the battle sequence, I mean, it was cool to see Jesus kind of doing Jesus stuff. Yeah. You know, kind of doing all his kung fu and everything. And I mean, dude, he was slicing the hell out of some zombies. Well, he, he goes to make his way back to the gate. He slices at one, and then all of a sudden, it, it was in slow-mo. Almost all of his fight sequences were in slow-mo. When he makes the, the swipe at the one walker, as the walker ducks, it speeds up into real time. And then I the, that was cool. The whisperer grabs him and shanks him in the side. Mm-hmm. And we actually had to put on closed captioning again because, like, what they've done on some of these episodes is that the background music, yeah, the the background music gets so overpowering yeah. that you cannot hear what is being said. Right. So we we actually had to put the <laughs> we had to put the closed captioning on. And do you remember what the walker said? You are you are here where you don't belong. Yep. Yeah, no, you are where you, you don't are, belong. You are where you don't belong, right? And Jesus falls. So I'm wondering, and we see that Jesus is, for all intents and purposes, dead at this point. Uh huh. Because after you know uh, they 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 break through, Daryl comes in, Michonne comes in, they're taking care of business and everything. Aaron puts his hand on Jesus's chest underneath his chest plate. I'm assuming to check to see if he's still got a heartbeat. Right. I think he's dead. I think he is too, and it's going to be unfortunate because I think they completely wasted Tom Paine's character. I think so. I think I think if if Jesus is dead, then they it's a waste because just when he was taking on the role of reluctant leader for Hilltop, mm-hmm. just when things were going good with his uh, bromance with Aaron, mm-hmm. you know, when things were going good for Jesus, all of a sudden now they kill him. I hope he's not dead, but I think he is because one that was a very scary uh, to me when he ducked. That really quick. Mm-hmm. That was a very good, scary move. And then Shank, I kind of didn't expect it. I knew something was going to happen, but I didn't expect Jesus to get it. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. Right? I like you, Jesus. Why do you got to go? Yeah. Right? Uh, and I mean... The, but the, somebody's got to go to be a villain. Well, and, and the other thing is, too, is that if... Th- this is the part that gets me, okay? So I don't think Jesus is dead immediately. Okay, because, bleed out. Be, because I think what the whisperer, when, when the whisperer talks to him, he, he whispers again. He says, a message. You, yeah, exactly. You are you are where you do not belong. And he doesn't say it loudly. He doesn't look over at the other people. He whispers it in whisper. Jesus's ear. Right. You know, What's so I think it's, it, I think it's a me- message to Jesus to relay to the other people that right. some, some ill shit is going to befall he's you. Die slow. Because yeah. then right after all the uh, the whispers came out. Looking like fast zombies. Yep. With knives and swords mm-hmm. and shit. Like fucking antiques. Machetes, Civil War cavalry mm-hmm. and what? They look scary as shit. They look like the John Carpenter's The Fog. The yep. Pirates. Uh-huh. It was dope because you do have... That was a... You do have The Fog in the graveyard and they come out. I'm glad that they were faced with Michonne and the new guys uh-huh. because they 
fucked their world up. That was a good kill when she put that one guy to the uh, to the tombstone and, then and made him bite it. Head. Yeah, that was a the, good the kill. American History X zombie because that was a human, I think. Possibly, I think that was a, yeah. So it's just like, uh oh, they're fucking humans up again. Well, and, and I think the other thing too is that it bought, I, I think it bought them. <laughs> uh, I think it bought Magna's group a little bit. And it, I mean, Street I cred. Only, I only saw Magna and Yumiko. Yeah. Um, no, they were. But I mean, at, at the at the beginning part of the oh, battle, yeah. you know, when they first come up, you know, Michonne even asked Magna, you know, what the hell are you doing here? And Magna's like, we're I'm earning, earning my keep. keep. So, you know, we, we, we see that they they actually do want to have some sense of community. They yeah. want to have safety. Well, they're probably tired of running on the road. Well, I, mean, I would be too, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of those things. But this introduces a whole different, like, realm of horror yeah into, like into the walking dead again I like and i mean there for so many years i mean we we had yeah it's never been about the zombies i mean the zombies have always been like the ancillary threat in the background that nobody really right. gives two shits about right. you know they've always been the background they're villains. easily dispatched but now mm-hmm. you have a, another element of horror up until you figure out you know and they haven't even put all the all the clues together right yet. because after that walker falls the one that killed jesus Daryl notices on the back that the the mask is sewed up. Yeah, so he peels off the mask. He he cuts off the mask, and reveals that it's actually a human human. underneath. So now they have a whole other group. I like the fact that in a roundabout way they're making the zombies the bad guys again. Mm -hmm. You know, I think like you said, it's bringing back the horror because one, it's horrible as someone who, for lack of a better term, can control a herd of zombies. Yeah, with a with a an alarm clock. Right. I mean, if, like, if that's really what what's going to uh, go on. Yeah, they can, can can just control it, and you can't stop them because if they have a hundred or so people, you're decimated. Because not only as you're you're already so used to fighting melee with them, like s- slow. But for the fact that they move fast and they quick and they dart, that throws them throws you off your game. Well, yeah, and because for what what are we thinking now? Ten Probably years at ten, least. Ten years. Yeah. You know, ten years after the apocalypse t- it took hold. I mean, yeah, you had some some faster zombies because they weren't decayed, but they weren't like twenty eight days later zombies. Right. I but mean, they it, weren't dodging. They, they, they weren't kung fu. Yeah. yeah. They they didn't know how to fight. You just you were overwhelmed by the sheer number of them. And so now. Well, you now have- you, you don't know if you're fighting a walker or a person wearing a walker. Right. And then if you try to dodge a maneuver, next thing you know, you're still surrounded by zombies. And they're not going to fucking fuck with the uh, whispers because they smell like one of their own. Mm-hmm. So it's almost too fucking perfect. It's a great villain. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's very and, cool. And it's not just one villain. It's not a governor. It's no. not a Negan. It's a, it's a tribe a, of monsters. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a tribe of monsters that, that can completely camouflage themselves. Yeah amongst the dead yeah so it's pretty dope actually i, I think, think about it's it. pretty cool yeah i like and, it and i'm i'm really excited for you know the the people that they've yet to introduce i think episode nine is going to introduce beta uh-huh. um which is the one that uh, looks like Ryan, the civil war general ryan hurst uh-huh um anybody knows him from sons of anarchy he was in uh, a bunch of other television shows we were soldiers and those kind of things but um his acting on soa was really good so I'm really interested to see him on uh, this show, and, and you know, because dude, he's a big guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, one of the things that we kind of we were able to see was a, a little snippet of the next episode, and he's actually Hold in a up, fist, fight, and he's fighting uh, in a fist fight with Daryl, and at one point he picks Daryl up. 
So, I mean, it's not like he's a small dude. Right. I mean. Hillbilly Justice is a scrapper, but he's still a pretty big guy. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're talking in the, I believe in the comic book, Beta's like 6'8", six, 6'7". Six, God damn. Granted, Ryan Hurst isn't that big, but he's still considerably larger of a human being than everybody else. Somebody I wouldn't fuck with. He's, he's not Chandler Riggs. <laughs> let's just put it that way. So, I mean, I mean I'm very interested to see how the, the back half of the season is. Yeah. Because. Now it introduces it, or rather, it reintroduces terror. Yeah, as an underlying current in the show, it's no longer just oh, well, it's, it's going to be and Negan Rick and show. Rick. Yeah, right. It's, it's going to be now, like there are there are forces out there that are beyond your understanding. Yeah, there are more. There's bigger fish to fry. Yeah. So, do we have anything else that we need to cover with those guys? I think that's it. And I think we covered everybody else. I believe that's all. So, we've got a little bit of a hiatus uh, up until February for when the back half of the season comes out. Uh-huh. But like we do with every episode, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rank this episode? I really enjoyed this episode, but because of the after-school special, if you would have taken that away, this episode would have got a, a solid... But because of that after-school special and because of other things, I got to break it down to a seven. Because it was just like, ugh. It was just, I don't care about you, Henry. You know, that just... <laughs> regarding every, Henry. Right, regarding Henry, right? But regarding Henry is crap. No, but here's the thing. Every time he came on screen, I was like, go back to the graveyard. You know, go back to Michelle. Yeah, exactly. Go back to something else. You know, where's Carol? You know, even 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 with Carol in there, it was redeeming. But once Carol was out of the picture and it was the adventures of Henry and the get along gang, fuck them. So I had to knock it back down. See, I and I'm actually going to go a very heavy nine. God the, damn. And, and honestly, the, the Henry part didn't pull me out as much as the graveyard sequence and everything else. Like that was the, great. The sense of dread kept me locked into the episode. Because it was just like, oh, the Henry piece. Oh, whatever. Piss off, kid. <laughs> I'm ready to go see some faces get ripped off. Right. But. I think what it, what the whisperers serve to do is that in the back half of the season, we're going to see a necessity for the communities to come back together. Yeah. We're going to see that Michonne knows what the hell's going on. Daryl knows what's going on. Uh, the Hilltop now knows what's going on. Right. You know, so all these people understand that there's a threat bigger than whatever issues they had in the past that stemmed from the Rick Grimes exit. Time to bury the hatchet exactly. in somebody's head. Exactly. Yeah. And and they're going to realize that, you know, look, these aren't just walkers. This isn't just a, just a, like Mindless a, a herd. threat level three out there. This is like, you know, everybody, this is like ultimate DEFCON now. This is like the apocalypse again. Exactly. This is like day one, you yeah. know. Uh, so I, which I think, I think is great. I yeah. think it's the breath of life the show needed after this many years, this many seasons, and killing off your main character. You need to do something bombastic to bring everything back in the fold. And I think they made a wise choice with this. Yeah, I really do, and I, I like the way that they introduced the whispers as well. I mean, because. Even even as of right now, we still don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's one person. Mystery. But then when you see all of the all of the zombies like running at people, yeah. And the only thing I've got to say though is, honestly, if that if, if our group of survivors and hilltoppers and Alexandrians and everybody can actually come together on the same page, you They're saw fucked. how fast they fucked up those whispers that rushed them. Right. I mean, Michonne was cutting people up. Yumiko and Magna were slicing and dicing. Dude, multiple people on their A squad have destroyed entire communities single-handedly. I'm looking I, at I you, Carol. I know. I want to <laughs> see Carol wear a whisperer mask and just, like, go in and blow them all Infiltrate up. Infiltrate the infiltrators. Exactly. Just, like, walks by and, like, plants, like, sticky bombs on them accidentally. <laughs> I mean, hey. 
She took out Terminus all her lunches. Right? So, I mean, why couldn't she take out the Whisperers? Just one big herd kebab. Just <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go with, an, uh, I'm gonna go with a, a very solid and firm nine. You're going to go with like a seven, eight Seven, yeah, possibly. those kids piss me off. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm getting cantankerous. Yeah. So, I, I do want to remind everybody that we will be back with our follow-ups to The Walking Dead in February, when the when the season actually picks up again, Next we're all going to be busy. We're also looking at you know potentially January, February for into the Badlands. We're looking at yes. you, Sherman Augustus, if you're listening. <laughs> right, Dro- drop us a hint. <laughs> exactly. And then we also have Game of Thrones coming back in April 2019. Winter is coming. Winter is coming, and so is a lot of not sleeping because there's going to be a overlap where we've got a lot of episodes to go in one week. Yep. So with that being said, I'm Dustin P, and on behalf of Genius McGee, I'm going to go practice my whisper.